There's an old proverb that says a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Ain't nobody need no dry bones. Let's get that cheerful heart. Let's get that good medicine. Come on, let's do this. It's the dirty concha. Let's go. Don't mind me. I'm wearing my loafers for life. Don't mind me. I'm wearing my loafers for life. All right, everybody. Everybody knows I've been gone for a minute. And I'm so sorry it's been so long. And I have no excuse for you other than sometimes I feel guilty for wanting to joke around when stuff's not so funny. But it's like I'm convicted because we need that funny. And that's what this episode is about. We're going to do a little deep dive or what I want to say deep dip uh, into some stuff, into a thing. So get a little cozy. This is not going to be my little quick little ditty. This is going to be something that is a kind of a preview of coming attractions, and I'm going to be able to do a little bit more of a longer podcast for your listening pleasure. So get comfy, everybody. First things first, where have I been all of your lives while I've been here? And just like you, I've been breathing in and out of my nose and brushing my teeth, hopefully brush your teeth, and eating my food, and just living. And I've been doing a couple of fun and funny things, and I want to share a couple of those with you, and hopefully you'll find them fun too. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, I love me a thrift store. I love thrifting. And it's hard sometimes to find a good thrift store where you can find some some like legit old stuff. But I recently found one and it has the nice old stuff up in it and it's fantastic. Last Saturday, my husband and I went uh, thrifting. We found a little thrift shop and I have a link to it in my show notes. So you can check it out if you're in the Central Florida area. Anyway, with his thrift eye, he spotted a 1974 Alton John's Greatest Hits vinyl for five bucks. This thing is in mint condition, played beautifully both sides. And what's fun is when you look up after you found something, how much something goes for. Currently on eBay, this same thing is going for 50 bucks. So you see, see, see where I'm going here? See how fun that is? It's fun. It's fun to find a treasure. So that's been fun. Also, I've been listening to some fun podcasts. One of my things that I do every week while I'm working is I listen to funny podcasts, The Office Ladies Podcast and Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Those two are my staples. I mean, who doesn't love The Office? If you don't love The Office, I, I don't know. Let me check your temperature. You know, let's do a psyche bell on you. Let's figure it out because who doesn't like The Office, right? Whether you're young or old or in between. Everybody loves it. Conan O'Brien is a little bit more of an acquired taste. If you like the corny, if you like the corn, then you get into it. And that's my thing. So I listen to Conan. I recently found a new one. It's with Jason Bateman, Sean Haynes, and Will Arnett. It's called Smartless. It's so cute. They interview celebrities. They learn about them. And their interactions are super funny. So check that out if you want to just listen to some stuff while you're working, working out, or whatever. Now. I found two podcasts that are pure gems. 
The first one is called The Department. The second one is called Clothes Horse. If you want to learn about the retail industry and conscious spending, these are for you. And I have the links in my show notes for these as well. The two ladies that host the Department podcast have the best chemistry. They make me laugh and they're so smart. And from what they say, I'm thinking they're around my age. So it's kind of like hanging out with my smartest, funnest, coolest pals that I kind of don't know, but I know their voice. So thankful. As for the Clothes Horse podcast, this one is like striking pure gold. The host dives so deep into the retail industry. It's kind of like you're taking a crash course on retail. So it's super fascinating. I love it. I'm learning something all the time. And shoot, currently there's like 50 something episodes. So it's a lot of good meat up in there. So that's been fun. Now, I love a good thrift. I love a good podcast. And I love a good show like on Netflix, Hulu, etc. I have been powering through ER. Let me tell you something. You think you like Grey's Anatomy? You think you like that? Before there was Grey's Anatomy, there was the Papa. You need to see Papa ER. You need to check out George Clooney and everybody else all up in their glory. You need to see all the changes of shapes of the eyebrows of the ladies, all the hairstyles, all the stuff, all the styles. It's, it's, it's wonderful. So all 15 beautiful seasons are up on Hulu for your viewing pleasure. And it's showing, you know, the fashion from the 90s and the early 2000s. Love it. Now, one thing that I really, really do love, especially when I'm feeling a little blue, is watching movies, comedy movies. So watching a good comedy. I'm telling you, there's nothing like having some some crappy times and popping in, you know, a good old anchorman and coming out feeling like, you know, like you spent time with your funny uncle or something. And it's just, it's the ticket, you know, it's just the ticket for things. So I'm always like a movie pusher with my fam, trying to get my family to watch all this stuff. I, I do shove it down their throats. But recently our son has shown some interest. So the past couple weeks, we've been watching some funny old 90s comedies. And it's just been great. The most recent one we saw was Zoolander. And uh, it was cool because my heart was happy. I didn't have to force him to watch it. Super corny, super silly, and it's been fantastic. And uh, yeah, so that's that's what I've been up to. That's the fun stuff I've been doing. Hope you've been doing fun stuff too. Okay, so here's my first attempt at doing a little bit of deep dip or a deep dive into a subject. Mentioned in the beginning of the episode... The Proverbs that talks about basically laughter being good medicine. It's really made me think, you know, especially during this COVID time, it made me think about the importance of laughter, humor, and being amused and comedy. And I'm thinking this has been something that's been so important and so key to people's lives, more than they probably even think about or realize. But spending the time that we've been doing especially with my family, more watching these corny, silly movies. It made me think about times in my life. Maybe there was something traumatic that happened or something, whatever, that was going on. And I can reach to these comedies and I can reach to Chris Farley, to Adam Sandler. I can reach to Eddie Murphy, you know, Kristen Wiig, all these other types of comedians. I can reach to that 
to give me some comedy relief and just give me that good medicine. So maybe take a look. Now, maybe this isn't the most uh, efficient deep dive, but it's somewhere. Maybe Wikipedia is like not the greatest place to start, but it's something. So I went to the Wikipedias and I looked up the definition of humor and it's saying that it is the tendency of experiences to provoke laughter and provide amusement. The term derives from the humoral, humoral, or humoral medicine of the ancient Greeks, which taught that the balance of fluids in the human body, known as humors, Latin humor, in quotation, body fluid, controlled human health and emotion. And that kind of struck a chord with me because it's like, yeah, man, so many people are doing their best to eat healthy, you know, as best as you can and do your exercise, you know, and try not to do too much screen time and, you know, all the stuff. Take your vitamins, blah, blah, blah. But let me tell you something, folks. We need that good medicine, too. We really need to laugh. According to the Wikipedias, comedy can be traced back to hundreds of years B.C., like the ancient Greeks. Comedians can be dated back to 425 B.C. when Aristophanes, a comic author and playwright, wrote ancient comedic plays. He wrote 40 comedies, 11 of which survive and are still being performed. Aristophanes' comedy style took the form of satire plays. And then there's Shakespeare. I don't think of Shakespeare as a comedian or writing comedies, but this says it. It's, it is. So the English poet and playwright William Shakespeare wrote many comedies. A Shakespearean comedy is one that is a happy ending, usually involving marriages between the unmarried characters and a tone and style that is more lighthearted than Shakespeare's other plays. Guess you got to start somewhere, right? And so now we have modern times. Before we even say modern times, I want to say that I had an old daddy. And I was raised by an old daddy. And he was born in 1926 during the Great Depression. And he, I want to say he brought me the gift of comedy. He would talk about comedians of his time. And of course, he loved people like Jerry Lewis and Bob Hope, the Marx Brothers, and uh, all this stuff, which is kind of like the bedrock of like modern comedy. I'm sure if you sit and pick the brains and listen to modern comedians, they would say maybe some of their inspiration came from something like this, like the Marx Brothers or the Three Stooges, et cetera, et cetera. So growing up, a big important thing to my dad was that we would watch the Three Stooges. So that's some that's some kind of old stuff, even though it's not that old, but it's kind of some old stuff. And as far as technology goes, uh, it was like the latest thing back then, you know, to watch the Marx Brothers. Um, I think it was Alphabet Soup, if I'm not mistaken, that they would watch if or Duck Soup, something like that. Should have done my homework on the Marx Brothers, but you get the idea. And the Three Stooges. And we got to the point where we realized, you know, who was Larry and Moe and Curly and who was Shep and who was Curly Joe. If you don't know, take some time, do a little deep dive on YouTube. It's some funny stuff. So that was kind of like an introduction into my life with comedy And if you think about it, I think, well, pretty sure my dad was born before television. He was born before the refrigerator, et cetera. So for him, that was like what we know as, I mean, modern times as something like watching a meme or watching stand-up comedy or, you know, like streaming on YouTube or streaming on Netflix. 
uh, watching a funny TikTok video. And uh, that's what he introduced to us. And I think about it. And throughout time, we have seen so many cool comedians come through. So sometimes I think that, you know, if you think like, well, maybe comedy is not my thing. And if I want to watch a movie, it's like action, um, you know, or I like a thriller or whatever. But I think everybody can find their genre of comedy. There's one for you. You can find it. So let's talk about, let's talk about the, the multiple genres based on the source of humor, the method of delivery, and the context which it's delivered. You got aggressive humor, typically detrimental to the sentiments of others by igniting criticism and ridicule through the offensive jokes on subjects like racism, sexism, or anything hurtful. Differs from blue humor or dark humor, blah, blah, blah. Okay, who would be uh, an example of aggressive humor? That's people like Sarah Silverman, Seth MacFarlane, Roseanne Barr, Jon Stewart. You get the idea. There's alternative comedy. Pardon me, alternative comedy. Uh, Differs from traditional punchline jokes, which features many other forms of comedy. Uh, Alternative comedians might be Tony Allen, Alexi Sale, Mark Steele, Dan Harmon. There's anecdotal comedy, named after the word anecdote, which stems from the Greek term meaning unpublished, refers to comic personal stories that may be true or partly true, but embellished. So these are your comedians like Kevin Hart, Norm MacDonald, Dave Chappelle, Cedric the Entertainer, Bernie Mac, Chris Rock. You get the idea. There's anti-humor, uh, and that's folks like Norm MacDonald, Steve Martin. There's black comedy or dark comedy. It deals with disturbing subjects like death, drugs, terrorism, rape, and war. Oof. Sounds a little, like, rough. Well, you may have laughed at some of the comedy that's involved with black comedy or dark comedy. That's like Dave Chappelle, Louis C.K., Ryan Reynolds, Dennis Leary, Monty Python, Richard Pryor, Ricky Gervais, George Carlin, Sasha, Sasha Cohen, Quentin Tarantino. You know what I'm saying? You get the idea. There's blue comedy, uh, which is typically sexually in nature, sexual in nature, which is like not my favorite because I don't find it too funny, but some people do. That's like Cheech and Chong, Red Fox, Martin Lawrence, George Lopez, Joe Rogan, Sarah Silverman, Amy Schumer, Amy Schumer, sorry, Amy Schumer. There's burlesque comedy which is nonsensical or ridiculous treatment of serious works of art. Uh, Stuff like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I guess that's a movie. Or if you've ever seen Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? George Clooney's in that. It's a little, it's a little out there. So it's considered burlesque comedy. There's character comedy. Derives from a persona invented by a performer, uh, often from stereotypes. So character comedians will be like Phyllis Diller, Andy Kaufman, Jim Carrey, Kevin Hart, Mary Tyler Moore, Kristen Wiig. There's cringe comedy. I think that's kind of one of my favorites. It's like embarrassing comedy. It's like Steve Carell, uh, Stephen Colbert, Ricky Gervais on The Larry Sanders Show. Hopefully I'm not like messing everybody's names up, but you get the idea. And hopefully I don't get like messages like you should know how to pronounce names, blah. Do my best do my best. You get deadpan comedy, which I like too. And that's like Bob Newhart, 
and Stephen Colbert. I, I love Bob Newhart. That's oh man, that's like unks right there. He's like I wished he was my uncle because I, I just think his 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 comedy is like precious. There's heritage comedy, uh, a method or genre in which a comedian discusses humorous traits or stereotypes about their own culture or heritage. And that's like Jeff Foxworthy, Gabriel Iglesias, George Lopez, Jackie Mason. Improvisational comedy. And that's like folks like Robin Williams, Wayne Brady, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. Oh, I love Tina and Amy. Uh, so yeah, you got inside humor, which you know what that's about. Inside jokes, you know. You got it. You do it. I'm sure you do. Insult comedy, which is a form which consists mainly of offensive insults directed at the performer's audience or other performers. Uh, insult comedy is like Don Rickles, Andrew Dice Clay. I don't know if you remember that guy. Uh, Lisa Lamp Lampanelli, D.L. Hughley, and Seth MacFarlane. You got mockumentaries. That's like Borat, Parks and Rec. You got comedy music. Uh, it's a form of alternative comedy where humor is mostly derived from music. Uh, stuff like Flight of the Concords, Tenacious D, Weird Al Yankovic. You get the idea. There's observational comedy, pokes fun at everyday life. That's like Seinfeld, uh, Ray Romano, Ellen DeGeneres. You got the one-line joke comedy. Uh, it's like Ronnie Dangerfield, Zach Galifianakis. And Groucho Marx. You got physical comedy. That's like Jim Carrey, Jerry Lewis, Robin Williams, Chevy Chase. The list goes on and on. Lucille Ball, etc. Prop comedy, which relies on ridiculous props. That's like Carrot Top, Gallagher, uh, Howie Mandel, Harpo Marx. There's shock humor, which is Howard Stern, uh, Tom Green, stuff like that. It's a style of comedy that uses shock value to invoke a strange negative emotion as well as uh, comedic. Shock humor is not my favorite, but hey, to each his own. You got sitcom like Big Bang Theory, Seinfeld, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, My Wife and Kids, I Love Lucy, Friends, That 70s Show, The Office, Cosby's, Simpsons, etc., etc., etc. Sketch comedy, SNL, uh, In Living Color, Mad TV, Monty Python. You got spoof parody, which is the re recreating of a book, film or play, etc. And Mel Brooks would do that, which I liked Mel Brooks. I love Mel Brooks. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Surreal comedy, uh, which is uh, like the kids in the hall. Conan O'Brien. It's a form of humor based on bizarre, uh, absurd situations. It's kind of nonsensical. I like surreal comedy. I think it's funny. Uh, topical comedy. Relies on headlining and important news, etc. And that's all your late night shows like David Letterman, Jay Leno, uh, Kathy Griffin, even if SNL, even The Simpsons. Then you got ventriloquism. That's self-explanatory. And then the last one they're listing is wit wordplay, which is the more intellectual forms based on clever, often subtle manipulation of language through puns. It can be crude. Uh, that's stuff like Groucho Marx, William Shakespeare, Woody Allen, and the Coen brothers. So hopefully I didn't lose you there, but just kind of goes to show you there's so many types of comedy that maybe you didn't think about it. Maybe you didn't think about what your flavor is. So I don't know. What's your flavor? I know I, I, like, me, uh, I like me a silly. I like me a corny stuff. 
I like me a Conan O'Brien, you know, but maybe you love Howard Stern. You know, maybe you like somebody to just like make fun of you and just really insult other people. Maybe that's funny to you. So that's just some of the type of genres of comedy. Earlier today, my son and I were talking about how much people pay to be entertained. It's incredible, right? You have first responders, you got teachers and police officers, and they're only paid so much. And then you have entertainers and singers and celebrities, and uh, you have people bouncing a basketball and et cetera, et cetera. These folks make so much money. And I was just saying how much people really put into being entertained. It's really important. I think it's been, it's really important. I mean, somebody might spend $100 on a bottle of wine, right? Which I, for me, I mean, I'm, I probably haven't spent more than 20 bucks, but people value stuff. And sometimes people, they're just going to pay big money for that escape. Everybody needs a diversion. And if you don't think it pays to be funny, let me tell you what, it pays to be funny. The number one ranked uh, comedian, according to Wikipedia, is, and this is not sponsored by Wikipedia. <laughs> You're like, dang girl, couldn't you go anywhere else? I just, I just went here. There was a lot of stuff, okay? So just, you know, just deal with it. You know, go with it, please. You know, mercy. Uh, the number one ranked comedian is Kevin Hart. And according to this, he's making about $87.5 million. That's a lot of money. But it just goes to show you that it's important to people to laugh. All right. Hopefully I didn't bore you too bad with listing all the different types of comedies and uh, genres of comedy. But I wanted to give you an idea of the types of comedians and, and folks that you may or may not have thought that you really like or that you want to check out. So check it out. I also looked at an article that talks about the physical and mental benefits of laughter. So it's linked in show notes as well. So you could take a, a good look at that. But it's saying that there are scientifically proven ways that laughter uh, can relieve stress. Who's stressed out today? Right? If you're not stressed, then I, then I don't know. Are you human? Are you, are you alive? Are you a robot? I don't know. Everybody gets stressed, right? So here are some physical health benefits of laughter. Laughter stimulates your organs. When you laugh, you make more, you take in more oxygen-rich air. It stimulates your lungs, heart, and muscles. Laughter relaxes your muscles as well. When you get stressed, your body tenses up, right? A good laugh can relieve your physical tension in the body and relax the muscles for up to 45 minutes. What the heck? That's fantastic. That's why, that's why... It's like, I didn't even think about it. That's why I would watch the Golden Girls every night. It straight up relaxed me. It would make me laugh and then it would put me to sleep because it was relaxing my muscles. It improves cardiac health. Laughing increases your heart rate, amount of oxygen in your blood, and this can improve your vascular function and decrease the risk of heart attacks. That's fantastic. It boosts the immune system because when you're stressed out, it, you know, turns into chemical reactions. It, dec it decreases the immunity to sickness. But when you laugh and you adopt that positive mindset, it can release infection-fighting antibodies and neuropeptides to help fight stress. That's, that's great. Lowers blood pressure. That's, that's fantastic. 
Laughter releases endorphins that counteract the negative effects of stress hormones, lowering your blood pressure as a result. And then how about this? Laughter helps with weight loss. Who's trying to lose weight over here? Maybe you just got to laugh a little bit, right? Maybe you need to listen a little bit more dirty concha. I don't know. It's a common side effect of chronic stress is weight gain, right? Laughing not only reduces the stress hormones that cause weight gain, but it also burns calories. You know, so you laugh a lot. I'm sure you're burning something. I should have looked that one up, but here we go. Mental health benefits. Okay. Laughter provides a distraction. When you laugh, you aren't thinking about the assignment. It's overdue. You're not thinking about the big final you got coming up next week. Laughter provides your brain with a break from the worrying that can cause stress. Hello, Dirty Concha. Let me distract you, right? Let me provide that diversion. Laughter improves your mood. So laughter, uh, it produces a general sense of well-being, diffusing the anger and depression that you were once feeling. That's fantastic. Laughter reduces stress hormones. And uh, this kind of made me think too, cortisol. Okay, that's your primary stress hormone. It goes throughout your whole body when you're feeling stress. It's bad. But laughter decreases the cortisol by increasing your oxygen and it stimulates the circulation throughout the body. So it's like you laugh, you get that that crappy caca cortisol out of your body. Laughter increases endorphins. Endorphins, you know, the feel-good chemicals that's producing your brain, you know, kind of like that you get like the runner's high. Laughter helps you. It increases the number of endorphins released in your body by fighting off stress and promoting a positive mood. And then this is really cool because I'm thinking this is something that our family's been doing. It's so fun and funny. Laughter strengthens relationships. When you share laughter with your friends, your family, coworker, whatever, it makes people feel more connected. It can help you form a lasting bond. And humor is a powerful way to heal a past disagreement or resentments. Amen to that. So just wanted to encourage you, get a little laughter in your life, you know? Shoot, maybe bring out those dad jokes. Maybe you got them. Are you embarrassed to say them? Tell them. Who cares if nobody laughs? Laugh at your own dad jokes, mom jokes, whatever. So this article went on to talk a little bit more about how to add laughter into your life. But, you know, you get the idea. You're grown. You know what's up. You know, you got to get a little tickled sometimes. And hopefully you see the importance and what it can do for your life. People are trying to, you know, get their spirit life going. People are trying to get their health going. They're doing Pilates. They're stretching. They're running, etc. Don't forget to laugh. Remember that one time. Thanks so much for sticking with me for my first deep dive, deep dip. And in true fashion of, uh, you know, taking you out with something funny, I wanted just to take you back to that one time. You know, I want to leave you with this nice, true, funny story. Let's go back to the 90s. You know how much I love the 90s? Because I I bring it up, right? I'm always bringing it up. Love me some 90s. So let me take you back to the dirty concha. She's a teenager, right? She's got, well, I had big permed hair, you know, 
all the Aquanet you can get on there. As much as you can get. A bunch of Aquanet. And then put a little bit of Rafe hairspray over it. And then some more Aquanet to top it off. So much where it's like a bird's nest. And if a bird got caught in it, it'd probably die. And I wouldn't even know it till I wash my hair again. You know, just 90s, right? And then there's my sister. She's got the cool big old belt buckle. She's wearing her Calvin Klein jeans, you know, or guest jeans. One of the two, give or take. She's spraying on her little CK1 perfume. And we're just thinking we're, we're just thinking we're cool. We're cute. It's 90s. You know, maybe some Jodeci's playing in the background or some Mary J. Blige. Just 90s. So nice. But on this day, you know, we were arguing. We were arguing like siblings do. My sister and I are only two years apart. And to tell you what, that makes me the baby sis, makes her the big sis. And if in all you little brothers, little sisters, if you know what I'm talking about, there's a birthright that we have And it's called Irritate the Big Brothers and Sisters. Irritate them because it's such a delight. Like it's the funnest. It is one of the funnest activities that you can ever engage in as a sibling. And I I did it. So there I went. I started poking the big sis. Now, we started name calling. Things started getting escalated. We started name calling. And, uh... Let me just back it up a little bit. Our mother was there. If you've ever met the Dirty Concha's mother, there's nothing dirty about this lady. She's the cleanest, nicest, sweetest, loveliest, peaceful, precious lady ever. She's like Pollyanna. Just the world is just a oyster of peace and love and flowers and tamales and, you know, pan dulce and coffee and just... Jesus loves you and I love you too, mija and mijo. That's, that's my mom. So she's kind of naive, okay, in, in a good way, but it's, it's kind of precious, kind of like a child. You know, you can get a kid in a room, maybe somebody's making a crude joke. The kid's not going to get it because they're naive. They're, they're, not, they're not supposed to. My mom is kind of like that because she's so sweet, sweeter than the sweetest pink sugary concha that ever were. Sweet tell you sweet well my mom was there my precious mom was there and my sister and I we didn't want my mom to know that we were name calling each other and we were pretty much cursing each other that's what we were doing we're cursing each other now the 90s curse word for the b word well the the snoop doggy dog word for it was biatch my mom did not know what biatch meant but saying it and you know it's the b word so Big sis and little sis, name calling. Something like this. You're biatch. No, you're the biatch. No, you're the biatch, biatch. No, you're the biatch. That's right. That's that's what we were doing. That's what was happening. And precious, sweet mom was there. My mama was there. Did not know what we meant by biatch. But all she knew is that she wanted to keep that peace because the lady's a peacemaker. You know, she wants to feed you and pray for you and wrap you in her arms and pr- and just whisper the sweetness of sweetest of things to you. And she wants you to be at peace. So she wanted us to be at peace. So she's, you know, she's saying stuff like, no, mias, don't fight. Oh, mias, get along. 
Oh no. But there we were. You're biatch. No, you're the biatch. You're the biatch. So let me tell you something. This peacemaker, she wanted it to end. No more fighting. No more name calling. Whatever this biatch word meant. Stop doing it. Let's just love each other. So my mom took me in one arm, took my sister in the other arm, held us together. She said, no more fighting. No fighting, girls. Both you girls are my biatches. I'll leave you with that. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the Dirty Concha. It's been a pleasure. I'm so sorry it's been so long. I hope you hear from me soon. And I hope that you find the time to, to be fun and to be funny. Find the time to laugh. Find the time to add to your good health. It's so good for you. I want to thank my family, my friends, all the listeners of the Dirty Concha. I want to thank my precious mom for giving me the true stories, the juice of the true stories, and big sister. I want to thank my son for sitting through all the corny movies and allowing that precious gift of laughter to come through because the world knows that we need more love and we need more laughter. Thanks, everybody. So here's me, the Dirty Concha, signing out. I hope everybody stays fun and funny. Until next time. Don't mind me, I'm wearing my loafers for life. Don't mind me, I'm wearing my loafers for life.